0: Well, good evening. Oh, no, really, good evening. Amen? Amen. So if, if you're new or if you're a kid, if you're old, wherever you fit in there, just so you know, today's a special day. It's called Good Friday, right? It is good, very good. And I am excited to celebrate with you tonight. Things are a little different tonight. Normally, we don't have such a festive type of thing, but I'll explain this in a moment. But before we begin, I'm going to say a prayer, and we're going to do two songs. So just join me in a word of prayer. Father God, today is very, very good, special. As I call it, it's the terrible wonder. Oh, it's terrible, but it's also wonderful. And it's important that we grasp both of those aspects and often in the same night or often in the same breath. Terrible wonder. So tonight, Lord, help our hearts just celebrate you. This I pray in your precious name, amen. Stand and join us for these two songs.
1: Survey the wondrous cross, on which the Prince of Gold. Oh
2: Deserved life Have I been given Through Christ crucified You've called me out of death you called me into life And I was under i ah.
0: tonight's service, we're going to do something a lot different than what we've done in the past. Often we are quiet, we are reflective, it's Good Friday, we sit in sorrow. Rightfully so, because the death of Jesus on the cross was a horrific event. The cross is the epitome of humiliation taken on by Jesus for us He died for us. So for the past years, we've come quiet, pondered, thinking of our sins. Good Friday is what I call, as I've said before, the terrible wonder. Truly, it's a terrible day. And we focus on that. At times, we have taken red nails home. We have written down our sins, nailed them to a cross. We've done a variety of things. We've talked about the brutality of the crucifixion and his suffering. This is an actual crown of thorns. I made this when I was 19 years old. I was in a play, I was Jesus, and I went to the park in Appleton and cut down, probably should have asked the park people, but they had a bunch of thorns wrapped around this thing. Most of them have fallen off since then. And I trimmed out the inside. First night of the play, someone accidentally flipped it over. And when they put this on my head, it literally pierced my head. I couldn't get it off. It was horrible. His suffering was real. Real. And often we leave this room quiet, and what do we always do? We lock up the doors, tomb sealed, dot, 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 right? But today is also a terrible wonder. It's also a wonderful day, a glorious day when we realize all that was accomplished for us. Thus we call it Good Friday for a reason. The cross is a symbol of shame, but it's also a symbol of salvation. So tonight, we're going to do things different to help you allow to focus on and celebrate the wonderful and wondrous cross. Tonight, we're going to brag about the cross. We'll rejoice and we will boast about the wonderful cross and its accomplishments, It will be brighter and louder. Normally we get rid of all the flowers, we hide those. Oh, we're keeping them out tonight. To set the tone, we will look at one verse found in Galatians. So grab the Bible in front of you or grab a Bible if you have it with you. The verse will be on the screen here. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. This is going to set the tone for the night. Paul is writing to a group of people who love Jesus and they've turned to Christ. And a lot of them are Jewish people who understood, finally, the Old Testament. They've connected the dots and they realize Jesus is this Messiah. But at the same time, others are coming to Christ. And the problem is these Jews, which are called Judaizers, they've complicated the salvation story by trying to add things on. And they are boasting about things that they shouldn't be boasting about. So let's look at Galatians 6.14. As for me, this is from the NLT translation, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in the world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me have also died. Boasting often has a negative connotation to it, rightfully so. Who wants to be around that arrogant person, that egotistic person who's overconfident? They act as though they know it all and have answers to all the questions. They may manipulate the situation to increase their worth and make better their name in front of people. This can be deadly. When it pertains to our salvation which is the context of this verse there are those who are so self-absorbed in their devotion to the law and what they have to do they are puffed up and prideful it is though they are saying look at what i have done in the flesh The verse above this says this. Look what I've done in the flesh in my own strength to obey the law, to save myself. Look what I've done. My confidence is in what I've done. They are boasting in their selfish ambitions. Confidence in what they've done. But on the contrary, boasting also can have a positive aspect, focus. Which again, it depends on the object of the boasting. Instead of the focus of our own selfish ambitions, here's what Paul says. We are to boast in the Savior's accomplishments. Not selfish ambitions, but the Savior's accomplishments. Confidence in what Christ has done. As we see in this verse, boasting in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ which is the only way of salvation. Or as Romans 1.16 says, it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Thus, Good Friday is glorious. It's a wondrous cross. It is our pride and joy. And we boast and brag about the death of Christ. A definition for the word boasting found in Mounce's expository dictionary of Old Testament, New Testament words, he says this. The clear contrast between good boasting and bad boasting occurs in Galatians chapter 6. Paul rebukes the Judaizers for boasting in circumcision, verse 13, and describes his own proper boasting in Christ, verse 14. So ultimately, the cross truly is a beautiful thing for the jews the cross instead was offensive and scandalous to the gentile those who are not religious to have a crucified savior on the cross well that was foolishness but for the christian it is the basis of our salvation faith hope freedom and celebration As a result, nothing else holds a beautiful attraction compared to the wondrous cross. That's why Paul says, look at the rest of the verse, because of that, my interest in the world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. My approval, my identity, my security, my confidence, my values are all found in the wondrous cross. The work that Christ has done for us. So here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to brag about the cross. We're going to boast about, we're going to celebrate the Savior's accomplishments found in the cross. We have salvation, we have freedom, we have we are a new creation look at verse 15. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. It's also found in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The new has come, and the old is gone. So tonight, we're going to celebrate what has saved us. Our sins are forgiven. We are reconciled with God. We have freedom. And we celebrate the Son, who is the second person of the Trinity. So here is how we're going to engage in that tonight. We're going to do things differently. I'm glad there's a lot of kids here tonight. I was praying that would happen and we have that. So what we're going to do is a couple things. We're going to now have seven songs in a row. It's going to be a little over 30 minutes of just straight worship. In fact, I might even go back to Stacy and say turn it louder. And in this time of worship, you can stand, you can sit, you can read Romans. There's a lot in Romans to read. Romans chapter 3, 21 to the end. Celebrate Jesus by singing out loud. Some of these are older songs, some of our are new. They might be songs you know or don't know. We're going to have just nonstop worship. So that's going to be part of what we're doing. Also, I want you to celebrate the beauty of the cross. Even though we've had this for quite some time on the cross out there, the old rugged cross, the emblem of what? Suffering Suffering and shame. But it's also a glorious thing, amen? So instead of just taking a bloody nail, one time we even had a cross, little crosses said, For me... Tonight we're going to do something different. Kids, you've got seven songs, so don't all do it at once. What we have is we have crosses for you to come and color and decorate and paint. Okay? For the little kids, we even got little ones there for you. we got all this paint. Pastor Aaron will be up here to help you so you don't make a mess. We have it in these nice little coffee things, all right? So parents, if you want to come up, grandparents, come up with your little ones. We've got over 100 little crosses to paint okay? And adults, come, do that. Also, we have about seven of these for families. We have, if you've got five in your family, what do we got? No, this is four. Or maybe you just want to paint one big cross. We've already taped it off for you. We've got some paints here you can color. A beautiful, wondrous cross. Seven songs. Take your time. Come up paint something beautiful on the cross why let me just read some of the words of the songs before we begin what we've already sung when i survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of glory died my richest gain i count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride amen At the cross you beckon me, draw me gently to my knees. I'm so lost for words, lost in love, I'm sweetly broken. Holy surrender. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame, in love you came and gave amazing grace. For even in your suffering, here's another song, you saw... to the other side knowing it was our salvation Jesus for our sake you died or another song oh that rugged cross my salvation where your love poured out over me and now my soul cries out hallelujah praise and honor unto thee I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. This is amazing grace. Now I'm alive. Here's another song. And born again, rescued from the grip of sin. God, your love came crashing in. Pull me out of the fire. I'm a survivor. Then our last song. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. East to west, my sins are gone. I see grace on every horizon. And forever and ever, His heart is my home. So let's celebrate tonight. I know this is different. But we need to boast in, brag about the beauty of the cross. And we're going to do that as we sing out loud. We proclaim His goodness. We've got seven songs. The last one is Friend and Jesus, so you'll know, like, oh, that's the last one if your kids aren't up there. Get them up there to finish the painting. Sound good? So stand. Sit if you want. Grab a Bible if you want. Romans chapter 3, 21 and following. Look at me. Let's focus on the beauty of Christ. Join us as we sing, and if it gets too loud, just... Suffer, I guess, right? All right. And Pastor Tony will be over here helping families if you want to do the larger cross. So anytime now, you can come up and paint your crosses.
3: Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you pay. Bearing all my sin and shame In love you came Gave amazing praise Thank you for For even in your suffering, you sought to the other side Knowing this was our salvation, Jesus, for
4: crown of thorns Oh that rugged cross my salvation where your love (laughs) we <laughs>
0: enough crosses for everyone in the room. So please, even if you're way in the back or up front, adults, if you have no kids, please come up. We'd love you to paint a cross.
5: Oh, praise the name of the And then on the third at break of dawn, the son of heaven rose again on trampled.
6: Stones on my back. I thought I had fallen too far from your grace, but you came and showed me the way. When I was a lost soul searching, you were the ground beneath my feet. When I was a blind man begging, you were the eyes so I could see. When the smoke was rising up, you were the air that I could breathe. You gave me hope, you gave me something to believe. Now I'm up. All right.
0: and grab your Bible. I will, as briefly as I can, we're just going to look at two just quick verses, passages here, little sections. Romans chapter 3. Before I send you out, I want you to just be reminded of the beauty of this great salvation. Romans chapter 3, Romans 1:18 to 320. Paul has been just laying out the logical and aspect of we are all lost. Creation has been crying out, even our own conscience, we know that we have failed. The law is there, and that just shows that we've failed. We can't do it. In Martin Luther's actual Bible, he had written next to this paragraph, the chief of this epistle, if not the whole of Scripture. This is the golden nugget. Romans chapter 3.21 But now, a righteousness from God apart from the law, has been made known to which the law and prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Christ Jesus to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Here it is and God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood he did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished he did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so that so to be just and to be the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus where then is the boasting And he says it's not in the law. Then chapter 4 says it's in those who are justified by faith. We believe and we boast in Christ. Romans chapter 8. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do was weakened by the sinful nature. God, did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of law might be fully met in us who do not live according to to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. Today we celebrate, amen? It was great just to have you sing and celebrate and proclaim the beauty of the wondrous cross, his life for me. Normally we leave quietly, we lock up the doors and we have the big sign, tomb sealed, dot, dot, dot. We celebrate that he's alive. We don't have to wait till Sunday, right? I'm going to close in prayer. And if you want to come up and grab some crosses, paint a little bit more, great. If you want a fellowship, hang out, we'll play some of those songs again. If you just want to sit and pray, look at Romans 8, it's so good. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for that rugged cross. I deserve death but God who is rich in mercy and because of His great love for us, you sent your Son, Jesus. That is why today is so, so good. It's terrible, but it's wonderful. And we praise you tonight. We thank you for the glorious work done in our Savior. There's a reason we don't have Jesus on the cross in our church. We don't have crucifixes. Because we always celebrate the risen Lord. He's not here. And I can't wait to gather together here on Sunday and celebrate you. And I cannot wait to someday see you face to face and proclaim your goodness again and again. You are so good. Lord, may we trust in you. May we follow you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us. God bless you. I hope to see you Sunday.